sizes. Select. Hey guys, what's happening? I'm sorry. Um, it's really loud right now because I have to have it for reading. I'm sorry. I had to cancel the show earlier. Uh, that was my that that was my issue, not the um, guest issue. And I've already emailed him, and I'll get him rescheduled. Uh, I, I have you know medical stuff going on, and and sometimes it'll cr it crops up, boom like that, and then you know I'm stuck. So I didn't know how long it was going to take or anything, and I didn't have want to have to deal with it. So I decided to just cancel the show, and then hopefully everything settled down, and I could get back on the air and and and, and at least read for you guys tonight. Um, I got the flu shot uh, uh, what day before yesterday, so who knows? Maybe that affected me because I've been feeling it under the weather since then. I haven't had a flu shot that ever put, knocked me out like that. The show I did the day before yesterday, I could hardly keep my eyes open because I was just so exhausted. And then um, I slept and I and I ended up oversleeping the next day when I was supposed to do a pre-shoot uh, pre show at 9 a.m. You know, and I just slept right through it. The alarm. So, I mean, or the alarm didn't go off or something, but whatever happened, happened. So I've, I've been kind of under the weather the last two days, but I'm glad that everything settled down. I was, hope, I was hoping that I would settle down quickly and be able to do the show. Okay. My name is Charlotte, after saying all that, and I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have think you have a paranormal problem, we can get to you. Okay, it might take us a while, but we'll get to you. So that being said, we also have the psychics and mediums on staff so that if we do have an issue getting to you, we can get a phone call out to you and help you more that way, okay? Until we can get out there. All right, that being said, if you're watching tonight from Facebook and you like what you see and hear, please be sure to hit that follow button if you haven't done so already. Uh, we, we like to read a book every Sunday. It's always paranormal-themed. This is the last night for reading the uh, book on the Salem Witch Trials. In fact, I'm at the very, I'm at the very end within probably about 20 pages, maybe 30. So I'm going to try and finish it off tonight. And uh, that means Sunday we're going to be in a brand new book, and it's called Unholy Structure by Anna Maria Manello. So we'll be starting that. Uh, but that's a regular thing. Every, every Sunday at 6.30, we, you know, I read. I say we because I, I got a big team behind me. I read from a paranormal theme book. On the nights that things like this happen, I read from the paranormal theme book, which is kind of fun. So that's what we're going to be doing today. And uh, you guys don't have to watch me. I mean, I wouldn't, I, want to, I wouldn't want to watch me, you know, bury my head down my tablet. Reading. You can go do whatever you want to do. Like the normal thing says, you know, have dinner, do whatever. And uh, I know people that, that carry me around while I'm reading and they're doing laundry. I don't mind. Take me down to their basements and do laundry. Whatever works, right? So, yeah, you can do that while I'm reading. And just a quick warning. I don't think it's going to be much of an issue today. But normally with this book, it, there are uh, excerpts taken from the trials themselves. And so it's all written in 1600-style English. And so I have some issues with it. So it's, it's kind of funny and comical at the same time. If I run into something like that, I will point it out. We can all laugh together. All right. If you're watching from YouTube, same thing. There's a little ghost, I think, in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen with a magnifying glass and a Sherlock Holmes hat on. That is our mascot. And if you click on that, and that's only if you like what you hear and see, okay? If you click on that, that will bring up a subscribe button and uh, subscribe to our channel. We've got more than 542 videos sitting over there. They're all different topics. Like tonight was going to be about ozone therapy. Yeah, I don't stay just on paranormal. So if you search through everything that we do, you'll find that we that, that there's something a little something for everybody. 
So check it out. You know, check our YouTube site out. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so this will be our last day reading uh, the uh, history and haunting of Salem, the witch trials and beyond. We're at the beyond portion of the book. So let me get my ancient tablet powered up. I've got a Galaxy Note 8. That's how ancient it is. I can't even put any new software on here to keep it running. No updates. So it's done its job, though, for these, for, for these sessions. How is everybody doing tonight? Ah, there it is. I went to Mario Land for a second there. It's going to be one of those nights. Last night, the internet, um, last Sunday night, I think it was, no, Saturday night, the internet went out for like three hours. And then last Saturday night going into Sunday. And then last night around 1230, I'm a Mandalorian fan. So I was up watching the Mandalorian. It went out. So it was out for like an hour and a half last night. So because of all the weather we're having, we had a lot of high winds yesterday. It's, it, it's iffy, you know. I don't know what it is about Xfinity, you know. But when it works, it's great. But uh, when it doesn't, you know. So here we go. As it comes up. So we, um, we're we at the point where we're hearing ghost stories of the different locations that that maybe some of this act is, some of the witchcraft stuff, you know, charges and stuff like that happened in. And uh, it's kind of interesting to read these because some are, are really cool stories and, and real involved stories and some aren't. But, uh, you know, as an investigator, I like to read in all kinds of stories like this and I can investigate all kinds of stuff like this. I would love to go someplace like Salem or Gettysburg and check all this stuff out. All right. So Rockefeller's 231 Essex Street. Let me see where we're at. Right. We're on page 610 of 634. So that tells you where we're at. So we're going, I'm going to plow through tonight and uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. Okay. All right. Here we go. Rockefeller's is a lovely restaurant housed in the old Daniel Lowe building. Daniel Lowe once operated a large jewelry store here, so large that he had a tunnel built between the building and the one across the street that he used as a warehouse. His jewelry business became such a huge success that he operated the original mail-order catalog and offered it, the first silver witch spoon of Salem. One of the other proprietors of the Daniel Lowe building was John P. Peabody, the namesake for the Peabody house that is part of the Salem Inn conglomerate. His popular fine furnishing store was here. Today, Rockefeller's Restaurant holds court. Its patio service is very popular in the summer, while the interior boasts warm wood paneling and great service. Excuse me. Yes, good Lord. Built in 2003, it has become a popular eatery. Obviously, a few ghosts find it tempting as well. The Blue Lady Specter is seen here, along with a somber minister in dark clothing. Hollywood and Salem. It's got a little take one thing at the top. Jerry, Pamela, I see you there. With the rich history of Salem, is it any wonder movies and plays have been written about witches? Several prove as faithful documentaries of 1692 witch trials while taking some dramatic license. Others are tongue-in-cheek, iconic films. And still, more adaptions made the TV streaming circuit. Here's a few notables. Three Sovereigns for Sarah. Three Sovereigns for Sarah is a PBS special TV series that aired June 2005. It is a realistic depiction of the witch trials of 1692. Using, fiction, using a fictionalized account in the opening and closing scene where Rebecca Nurse is appealing to the magistrates for the, clearing of, for the clearing of her sister's names. Despite the fact that liberties were taken with the actual scene, it is fact that many families applied for compensation after the loss of their loved ones and ruination of their homes. The cast is stellar. 
and the background represented in minute detail. Richard Trask, town historian and curator of the, of the Danvers Archival Center, was approached for the film due to his acumen with, regard, in, with regards to the witch trials. These are his words, quote, because the Danvers, Danvers Archi Archival Center houses the largest collection of imprints concerning that witch hysteria, it was not surprising when back in 1981, a polite, self-assured, curly-haired young man named Victor P. Pisano visited the archives looking for witchcraft material. Pisano explained that he was interested in the witch area and wanted, through a film, to tell the story of some of the witchcraft trials victims. My enthusiasm was not overflowing. Several film groups had visited us before, visited us before and I had usually been disappointed with their finished product. Pisano indicated an interest in Rebecca Nurse and asked if I could suggest other victims whose lesser-known stories would also have dramatic interest. I said that he might look into the story of one of my ancestors, Marietti. Though she was executed as a witch, her written plea to the court, not for her own life, but to save others, is a selfless document that is dramatic in its wording even centuries later. Though I had my doubts that I would ever see Mr. Pisano again, several months later he returned with a script outline and a request that I comment on it. As I read the outline, my enthusiasm rose. He had not chosen to write principally about Marietti or about her better-known sister Rebecca, but instead he had followed, I'm sorry, he had focused on their youngest sister, Sarah Cloyce. Although she also was accused of being a witch, 47-year-old Sarah lived through, the, lived through her ordeal, unlike Rebecca and Mary, who were hanged. Though not much about Sarah has come down to us in history, interesting glimpses do survive. Sources reveal that she created a stir during religious services on a day following the witchcraft examination of her sister Rebecca. When village minister Samuel Paris announced the text of his sermon, which alluded to devils in Christ's church, Sarah could not bear the vicious comparison. She rose from her pew and walked up and walked out on the minister and congregation, purportedly slamming the door. As Pisano later would comment, the more I looked into it, the more Sarah's story leaped out at me. That Pisano had been doing his homework was evident from his story outline. At first, a first draft screenplay followed in early 1983. I read it one Sunday in my 1681 home, only a few hundred feet from where the witchcraft hearings had actually taken place. Richard Trask, was asked to design a meeting house that would closely resemble the one in Salem in 1692, where the witch examinations took place and where Reverend Samuel Paris preached each Sunday. He did so, and the building now stands today on the Rebecca Nurse homestead, where much of the movie was filmed. Trask continued, Eminent historian Stephen Nussbaum, a professor at the University of Massachusetts and co-author of the award-winning book Salem Possessed, joined as the other historical consultant concentrating primarily on character development and interpretation. I was mainly responsible for historical detail and accuracy. Stephen Nissenbaum had an intellect and inquisitiveness of the highest order, yet matches it with a kind and gentle spirit. He was both a joy and inspiration, and I was honored to work closely with him. During the ensuing months, Pisano, who now served both as writer and producer of the film, met with Nissenbaum and me on numerous occasions for page-by-page -page examination of the script picking up on inaccuracies of speech, objects, settings, and facts. Our comments went like this. Quote, this date in the script for Rebecca's preliminary hearing is incorrect. End quote. Quote, during scenes of Sunday attendance at the meeting house, the men and women must be separated into men's and women's sides of the building. 
end quote. Quote, Sarah should not drink tea in a china cup, but cider in an earthenware mug. Quote, you can't call a farmer's wife madam because her status would not allow it. You must call her good wife or goody. The result of all this painstaking work is a wonderful movie that is available on Amazon.com and in the Nurse Homestead gift shop, among other places. Here are some, well, photos from the film which starred Vanessa Redgrave, Kim Hunter. Okay, so here are some photos. So we're not going to see the photos, obviously. So we're just going to move on. And, whoa, what happened here? Hang on. Okay. All right. So I'm just going through the photos. My dog woke up. Some really good photos. I wish I could share these with you, but there's no way to share them with you. Okay. Next book, Salem Witch Trials. Salem Witch Trials is a made-for-television miniseries starring Kirstie Alley. Wow, I didn't know that. Rebecca DeMornay and Shirley MacLaine. Wow. Its focus on the Putnam families is educational, as it is tough sometimes to keep the Putnam straight. This is true. It also depicts Isaac Porter's role in the separation of the, of the Putnam fortune. Kirstie Alley and Shirley MacLaine turn to superb performances, as do the afflicted children. Bridget Bishop is wrongly portrayed as, as the village witch living in a hut in the woods, but it adds color to the story. You come a long way with a good idea of the basics of the witch trials and feel deeply for the victims during, during the jail and execution series. Peter Ustinov, as Chief Justice William Stoughton, oversees the strip search of Rebecca Nurse, played by Shirley MacLaine, and gives an appropriately uncomfortable performance. You can buy the DVD at Amazon. You look for that DVD. That sounds pretty cool. The History Channel, Salem Witch Trials. The History Channel takes on the witch trials with their usual attention to detail. It is a good overview of the 1692 hysteria. Don Stills and narration is available on Amazon. How about this one? The Crucible. Based on the play by Arthur Miller. Crucible movie has done more to sensationalize the witch trials than any movie or play on the event. It is still shown in high schools today and performed on every stage platform. If it is a student's first baptism into the details of witch trials, they come away believing Abigail Williams was a lusting teenager who has tempted John Proctor to bed. Scenes depicting the girls conjuring with the tuba in the woods and Abigail's naked dancing are pure Hollywood. The Crucible was written in 1953 as a play by American playwright Arthur Miller. It was meant as an allegory for McCarthyism when the United States government persecuted people accused of being communists. Miller was brought up before the House of Representatives Committee on Un-American Activities in 1956 and convicted of contempt of Congress for refusing to identify others present at meetings he had attended. Enjoy the movie for its touching drama between Elizabeth Proctor, played by Joan Allen, and John Proctor, played, by, played with aplomb by Daniel Day-Lewis, and the heartbreak of Abigail, Abigail Williams, played by Winona Ryder. Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah, okay. Salem, the TV, I don't know, Hocus Pocus is like thrown right there, so I read it. I think because Hocus Pocus, there were parts of the Hocus Pocus filmed in Salem Village. Because I remember reading that further, farther back when, when we were re reading the regular text of the book. Another movie, Salem, the TV series, uses the witch trials only as a broad backdrop. Oh yeah, Hocus Pocus, see? It's right here. Let's face it. See, I knew it had to do something here. Hocus Pocus grabbed the imagination of the American public and has become an icon in the movie industry. 
Disney Productions knocked it out of the park on July 16, 1993, with this hilarious romp through Salem. For every diehard Halloween fanatic that ever wanted to see Into a Witch's Hut, or Fly on a Broomstick, or Hoover, that's pretty funny, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy and Jimmy are the perfect tour guides. Many scenes were shot in Salem. It is surprising to me how often I have heard tourists in the Salem gift shops ask cashiers where they can find the Sanderson sisters' witch house in Salem. The hapless clerks always smile indulgently and say, you do realize the witch house was a movie set. It isn't real. Then they offer to tell them of the real locations that were used during the filming of the movie. Here's a brief tour of the locations used in the movie. Max and Danny Dennison's house, Four Ocean Drive, is a private residence. Ropes Mansion, home of Max's love interest, Allison, 318 Essex Street. Um, Salem's Old Town Hall, 32 Derby Street. Phillips Elementary School, which depicted Jacob Bailey High School in the film, 86 Essex Street. Washington Square, where Max followed Allison from school, adjacent to Hawthorne Hotel. Pioneer Village, where Sarah lures Emily Binks away, 98 West Avenue. Old Burial Hill in Marblehead, Massachusetts, where Max meets Ernie and Jay. Other scenes were Disney film sets, including the cemetery, where they meet Bit. Billy Butcherson, or what's left of him, and the Sanderson sisters' house. On Old Hollow's Eve, when the moon is round, a virgin will summon us from under the ground. We shall be back, and the lives of all the children shall be mine. Winifred Sanderson, October 31st, 1693. So let me see what we got here. Uh, it just blew up on me. Hang on a second. Okay, we're there. Okay. So I believe we're getting into the appendices of the story. So we're looking at the witch trial. We're going to go into more facts about the names of the people that uh, were accused and the accusers. So let's take a look at that and see what we have going on here. So let me blow the largest. The accusers. It has the name and age of these people. So let's see. Let's see what the deals were. Abigail Booth, 14 of Salem. Elizabeth Booth, 18 of Salem. Richard Carrier, 18 of Andover. Sarah Churchill, 25, Salem. John DeRich, 16, of Salem. Rose Foster, 13, Andover. Abigail Hobbs, no age, Topsfield. Deliverance Hobbs, no age, Topsfield. Elizabeth Hubbard, 17, Salem Village. John Indian, no age, Salem Village. Mercy Lewis, 19, Salem Village. Abigail Martin, 19, Salem Village. Mary Marshall, Nose Age, from Andover. Elizabeth Paris, 9, Salem Village. Sarah Phelps, 12, Andover. Ann Putnam Jr., 12, Salem Village. Ann Putnam Sr., 30, Salem Village. Margaret Rule, 17, Boston. Su um, Susanna Sheldon, 18, Salem Village. Mercy Short, 17, Boston. Martha Sprague, 16, Andover. Timothy Swan, 30, Andover. Sarah Bibber, no, 36, doesn't say where she's from. Mary Walcott, 17, Salem Village. Mary Watkins, 20s, Milton. Abigail Williams, 12, Salem Village. And here are the witch trial victims. The key's going to be H for hanged and P for press. You know what pressing was, right? Pressings where they were laid kind of like on a table or on a two-by-four, and there were weights attached to their limbs, 
Oh, geez. Here we go with the internet. <sighs> okay. My internet's just horrible. Okay. What I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted and sent to Mario Land. Yikes. Just see how bad the night just gets worse. Um, was that when they pressed people, they laid them on a hard surface. They laid them on a surface or on a two by four or something. And they would hang weights off their limbs and put weights on their chests till they confessed to whatever crime they were accused of. Horrible way to go. Horrible way to go. So here we go. Bridget Bishop, 50s, hung in Salem. George Burroughs, 42, hung. And he's from Wells, Maine. Martha Carrier, 40s, from Andover. Oh, sorry. From Andover. She was hung. Giles Corey in his 70s. He was, uh, there it is. P, right? I forget what we were talking about just now. There we go. Pressed. See? My mind is like, okay. Giles Corey, 70s. <laughs> he had the weights put on him. Salem Village. Martha Corey, 70s. H. Hung. Salem. Marietti, hung. She was 56. Sarah Good, 38. Hung. Elizabeth Howe, 50s. From Topsfield. Hung. George Jacobs Sr., 80s. Hung. Salem Village. Susanna Martin, 71. Hung. Amesbury. Rebecca Nurse, 71. Hung. Salem Village. Alice Parker, hung, Sarah Village. Mary Parker, 55, hung, Andover. John Proctor, 60, hung, Salem Village. Ann Puttieter, 70, hung, Salem. Wilmot Reed, 50s, hung, Marblehead. Margaret Scott, 77, hung, Raleigh. Samuel Wardwell, 49, hung, he's from Andover. Sarah Wiles, 65, hung. She's from Topsfield. John Willard, 20s, hung. He's from, he's from Salem Village. Now he's, These are the people that died in prison. Lydia Dustin, 79, from Reading. Ann Foster, 70s, Andover. Sarah Good's Baby, Salem Village. Sarah Osborne, 40s, Salem Village. Roger Toothaker, 50, uh, 58, Villerka. Over here's a note. Over 150 people were accused during the witch hysteria, witchcraft hysteria. I think we're done, guys. I think this is a wrap. Let's see if that's the end. I knew we were close. I just didn't know how close. Yeah. So I do believe we're done. Yep, that's it. Okay. All right then. So that was a quick night. At least everybody can go to bed early. 20 minutes. I'd say that's pretty cool. But uh, this book was an interesting book. and then we, let, Let's talk about it. We, let's discuss. We're here now. Might as well discuss. And um, my thoughts on this are, if you look at the ages of the people that were doing the accusing, they're young. I mean, there wasn't, if, if, if you think about it, in, in the names I read off, there weren't a lot of people that were in their 30s that, that did accusing. It was all young people, and a lot of them were, 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 were kids. Some of them weren't even teenagers. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's unbelievable and the stuff that was going on. And it makes you wonder whether they had guilty feelings or not, right? Where, you know, did they feel guilty about accusing them, especially after they saw the damage they did killing all those, you know, watching those people hang. So, I mean, it's just, the whole thing is just tra tragic. Absolutely tragic. And then if you remember from reading the book, you know, it, uh, from what I read about the bodies, you know, they, they weren't even allowed it, like, technically be buried in the cemetery or anything like that. They, they, they were hanging the bodies, and then they were just letting them drop. 
into the river and well not in the river so much but you know like just on the ground and maybe they recover him up who knows but the families there's there's reports in, you know in that book where the families had to go in by moonlight to get some of the bodies to, so they could take them home to bury him right and then all the stuff that was going on with the sheriff where he would go in after these people um were arrested and accused of witchcraft and he would go in and take all their possessions even if they had families at home it's just craziness absolute craziness you know when you think about and i'm not you know I, i'm not i don't put religions down people you know have their own religions and all that kind of stuff and their own beliefs but when you think about these were puritans these were people that were really really religious which is why how this all got going and how it all got whipped up and here were these really really religious people going in and taking people's possessions not good not good i don't usually you know do opinions about stuff like this but this really this really bugs me you know there has to be some kind of thing you know when when, when they have to cross the pearly gates there has to be some kind of conversation there about what they did right there has to be some kind of thing where where somebody had guilt there had to be some guilt somewhere with this but i mean it's just it's just incredible you know and then the detail that Rebecca Pittman goes into in this book is, is 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 incredible. I mean, she's got all those transcripts, even some of the transcripts that don't make sense that are in there that she was able to get the bits and pieces for to give this book even coverage and everything. So, I mean, it's, it's a great book. I mean, if you're out there and you haven't read it yet and you want to read it, yes, do get the book. I mean, it's available at Amazon because it is, it, it's, 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 it's a little bit of a difficult read, but on the other hand, there's a lot of detail in there about the, about the witch trials and about what these people went through that that died in the prison you know and being in the, and being in those prisons the people that lost babies and were sick and, and look at the people that were in prison that died in prison they were what in their 70s so it was all the the main people that passed away were all senior citizens they were all old already and 70 back then was was old you know that that was like there i go again mario land you know and that that was old that was considered ancient. I mean, what? The fifties were considered ancient. Well, look at like Little House. Paul Ingalls died. He, he was in his forties. People didn't live that long. So I mean, these people were antiquated that were sitting there in prison or in those little jails, right? So I mean, there's. I mean, it's just crazy that stuff got away. You know, the, the, the stuff people got away with that stuff. But I mean, it, it was a different time. Would they get away with it now? I don't know. If, you know, people got on some kind of rampage about stuff like that. I don't know. But, I mean, I guess it was a different time, and that's just how things were done, right? So, um, yeah. So, it's a fascinating book. It's, it's a very thick book, very, you know, very involved in detail. But, well, in fact, one section I skipped because I was doing a pre-record for it last Saturday night when all the when all the internet started to go down and everything, was they she got into details about the, the houses that they had found you know, the, 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 the first generation houses, the 1600 houses from the 1600s. And, but it, it was all fine. And it was all fine. But I mean, she got into so much detail and, and I know she's detail oriented, but she got into so much detail about the architecture. You know, I used to, I used to sell siding and soften and fascia and all this, you know, so I know a little bit about architecture. My, my brother-in-law is a, uh, is a contractor too. And I also built sets, you know, stage sets. So I know about architecture. And uh, she really went into some detail that I really didn't think you guys were going to be all that interested in, you know, as far as that. So I, I skipped like part of that section.
and then continued on with the haunting part because I figured you guys would be more interested, you know, in, in, in the ghosts and stuff in Salem, you know, the after effects. So, you know, if you ever get the book, you get you have a chance you can read about all the architecture and stuff. But, uh, you know, just and just reading this book and, and, and going through the trials and everything in there, it's incredible that that, you know, that that happened that way. And I also have friends that are direct descendants of these women that were on trial. I have friends, you know, fairly close friends that, 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 that were that, that are descendants of these women that were on trial. So, you know, wow. It's it's just it's just so mind-boggling that the that they got away with it. And the fact even even you know when when you read the book, you know, with with, with these young kids that are 13, 12, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 making the accusations and then you and 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 like 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 a couple of the judges knew that it was an act of what these kids were doing. You know, they finally dawned on them that the, that these kids were just doing it. Maybe the parents were prodding them, who knows, but it's just, it's just crazy, right? And imagine the poor gentleman who had no affiliation at all hardly with them, and he ends up getting the weights put on him. And he fought them. He never admitted to being a witch or, or a warlock or doing any of that. He just let them pile the weights on him. And his last, you know, one of the last things he, he said was, I'm, I'm innocent. And then he dies, right? What is that? So, I mean... That's some pretty heavy stuff. Pretty heavy stuff. Anyway, so yeah, I knew we were. I knew I was really close to finishing. I wish I would have done it. In a way, I wish I would have stayed on last week. What you guys got to think about is when I did the pre-record last Saturday night, going into Sunday, was that it's like every, anything that could happen did, and so I started. <laughs> I started around uh, eleven o'clock to do the read, and then something went wrong loud music from my neighbors or something was going on. And then that went on until about 2 a.m. And then I was in the second part. I was starting to read again, got really into it. About 20, 30 minutes later, the internet went down. So I had to, like, wait for the internet to come back up, start over. Now it's, like, 3.30 in the morning, get back on to start reading. And the dog decided she was going to have a fit. So the dog barked for, like, 30 minutes straight. So I canceled that one and then told, told the dog to, you know, be quiet and came back in here to read and then that was the copy you guys got so by the time i was done uh it was like 5 30 a.m when i got done with the read the read that actually aired on sunday so <laughs> it was a pretty rough one you know that night but uh the thing is if, if i do a pre-record read on on Streamyard, i only have um 60 minutes to do it and then if it goes beyond 60 minutes then it becomes a youtube video so then we have to do it through all the youtube channels so that's why I keep it down to an hour when I do that. But you guys don't care. That's not your thing to worry about. <laughs> um, I want to talk. Let's talk about a few things. I mean, we're here now. And uh, let me grab some water. This is impromptu. Let me grab some water. I want to talk about the Patreon and what's going on over there. And uh, this Saturday night, I will have the first video up live. And uh, the only way you're going to be able to access it, it's going to be over on YouTube, but it's going to be private. But the only way that people can access this video right now, oh, I'm on Saturday, is via the Patreon. If you're if you're a subscriber over Patreon, you will have full access to the video. Uh, once that is done, I'll leave it up for a week or so at that level, maybe two weeks, you know, for Patreon people. 
And then, because I don't have any openings for the show until April, the main show. So what I will do is I will post it at some point. I will release it in April for the rest of you to watch and listen to. But uh, the people at the Patreon get first crack at it. So that's kind of cool. It's kind of it's kind of a cool plus. And I'm working on talking with Nancy right now. Excuse me. I'm working on talking with Nancy right now. About doing a special, not so much reading session, but maybe after one of her um, talks within the next couple of weeks to go on afterwards. Because I want to start getting that going over there, too. You know, get that going over there on the Patreon, too, so that we can start getting these extra talks in for everybody over there as well. Okay? So, I, you know, I'm not trying to push Patreon on anybody. You know, it's five fifty a month, but it's, it's going to be well worth it. It's going to be well worth it. Because even though I'm going to be over there doing stuff, I might tell ghost stories over there. I think Karen Clark and I are going to do some stuff over there as well. Um, we're definitely, Karen Clark and I are definitely going to be expanding over to TikTok and doing a bunch of stuff over on TikTok. So I'm really excited about that, you know, to get that started. But uh, the Patreon is what I'm really stoked about because we're going to, we got plans. Nancy's going to help me out on this. And we've got a lot of plans for the Patreon and, and keeping the Patreon folks happy and, and, and coming back. So if you guys, you don't want to join Patreon, please do that. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm really excited to bring this stuff to you because the more you, the more people that join up, the more I'm going to do pre-records, right? And the more I'm going to produce the pre-records. In fact, I'm going to have, I think I have five pre-records coming up that I'm doing. So that's all going to go to Patreon first, and uh, whoever's uh, member over there is going to get first come first serve over there. You know. So, does anybody have any questions or anything about this Salem book or? Anything you want to ask about paranormal or, or anything like that, feel free to do it since we're kind of flying loose tonight. You know, we're just kind of hanging out together tonight and relaxing. We're going to be going out on, uh, we have two residential investigations to schedule. And so I am going to go live at one of them. So you're going to get to come with us. And I don't know if it's going to be a show thing or we're just going to go live, you know, to have the video shot. But we are going to do some live stuff at this investigation and you guys can see a lot of the techniques that we use. We haven't been out for a while, but uh, it's a friend of mine's house we're going to be going to, and, and her son, he has problem issues at his home. So we're going to be going up to, out there, and uh, we are going to go live, and uh, it'll be the first one we do since COVID, really, live, you know, as far as live goes. Be the first live we do since COVID-19 hit. So that's coming up here. So I have to get, I don't know when exactly yet, but that that is coming up here. So I'm getting excited about that. All kinds of new equipment that we have and uh, get to try it. Uh, my team, some of my team members want to have a quick meeting, you know, to go over the equipment and how to operate it. So we're going to be doing that. And and so th there's a lot coming up, a lot coming up. I've got a video coming out very soon. Um, uh, some of you guys have given me gifts. Um, some of Christmas gifts. <laughs> It got really busy. It got really busy after Christmas because, you know, the, the, the bad weather came and I had stuff going on in my in my yards and then Disneyland came up and off I went on that. So I didn't have a chance to thank anybody for the for particular Christmas gifts and stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and shoot a video. I'm thinking tomorrow. We'll see if I have time, like early in the morning, and get something out to thank everybody. Right now I want to make a, th a special thank you to Mary Muter because... She makes her own chocolates, and she was able to send me some chocolates. So I got a box of chocolates from her. So I'm going to be showing those off, too, during this thing. So, um, yeah, I have a couple Christmas gifts to show off. And then I have 
to, not to show off, guys. I don't mean to put it that way. I have a couple of Christmas Christmas gifts to show you. One one is really really cute, by the way. I'm trying to figure out how to preserve it. And then I have um, I have one gift coming that came in from Wisconsin from my good friend Pamela Schmidt, and I and I'm not going to tell you what it is till I open it and show you guys. You know, so it's going to be interesting time. So I've got about four gifts to show you. I've got two Christmas gifts, and then I've got the chocolate that I'm going to show you, and then my other gift. So that will be the thing I'm going to do. I might do that live on TikTok and then film it and then take that film and then apply it elsewhere. But uh, it's been interesting and I want to get things back on track with the team. So I'm making plans for that the radio show. I'm trying to make improvements on that. And one of those was getting this new desk, which I just think is terrific. And uh, at some point I'll have not only this desk, but I'm going to have two additional monitors so that I can actually see what the hell you guys are writing when you write your comments. So that'll be a nice plus for the show. And uh, yeah, the guest tomorrow, Brooks Agnew, he's been with us before. Uh, he's, he usually talks about the Anunnaki. Very interesting. However, um, he's found a way that he thinks that we can visit, that we can like explore and visit um, Middle Earth. So that's what he's going to be talking about tomorrow is is how to get to Middle Earth and, you know, how, how he would plan to do that, to get to Middle Earth. So we're going to be talking to him about that tomorrow. So that'll be kind of fun to do, right? Um, yeah, so uh, I'm trying to put some stuff together. I'm trying to put some events together over at the meetup so we can get some stuff going there. You know, maybe so I get some help in the classes, maybe for the people at Patreon. If you want to do second development classes or something over there, we can put something together for the Patreon you know, subscribers as well. You know, so I, my chair needs some oil, obviously. Making obscene noises with the chair. But, uh, yeah, so we had a short night tonight, but it's okay. You know, it's a nice night to take off for a while, and uh, everybody doesn't have to be here till till 8.30, you know, Pacific, because I know for some of you, you're back east, and, and some of you are somewhere else in the world, and some of you are um, right here in California, right? So, I mean, at least we'll get it. We'll, we'll get that early. I'll go until 8.15 tonight. And uh, I call it a night. But I will, you know, I'm intending to start, like I said, Anna Maria Manolo's book on Sunday. So we'll be reading, I will be reading that. And I haven't read it yet. You guys that have read it tell me it's, it's spooky. That's a, that's a spooky book. Maybe it'll keep me up at night, right? Right? And I'm also reading a book about Elvis that was sent to me by an author that wants to be on the show. And I'm trying to get that done so I can get this person on. And so I've, I've got books coming out my ears. <laughs> Uh, when Monica passed and um, all her stuff came from Oregon, I ended up with like 30 paranormal books that I haven't even gone sorted through yet. You know, I've got them all up on my shelves, but up oh, there I go again. It's one of those days that I'm, you know, going through my shelves and uh, they're sitting on my, sorry, <sighs> so I get thrown off. I, I blink off and I get thrown off. You know, so uh, they've been sitting on my shelves and I'm going to try and get to them because some, there's some really interesting reads in there. Monica had some really good books. So I have to start, you know, getting back into that and all that good stuff. And we're also, I'm hoping, and I was planning on this before COVID hit, filming the California Haunts TV show because we had a TV show for a while and it, it, it was based out on uh, public access TV. We were doing 30-minute uh, shows, 30-minute to 45-minute shows. So I'm hoping to get that going. I don't think, you know, with all the PR and stuff on Facebook and TikTok and all this, you really don't have to do that to get it like on public access. It would be nice to get back on public access to have a show, but I don't think you need it. I think you just need, 
you know, to be able to do the PR and tease, and tease the shows over to um, TikTok or to um, YouTube, you know, and have people go over there on the YouTube channel and look at it. So I'm hoping to do a documentary on what we do of touring like uh, old hotels in, in California in the Gold Country. I would love, you know, that, that's been one of my goals for a long time is to do a really good documentary on that. So I'm kind of looking forward to that too. And I'm hopefully, if everything goes well, I'm going to move move on to my plans that I had again before COVID, where I do like little mini um, shoots of my each investigator on the team, who will tell you a little bit about themselves, and so you can, you know, introductions to the people on my team. So um, I'm, I was planning on that before COVID hit, and it kind of got put in the back background. And now that my studio is fully developed over on the other side, I will be able to do that. And so I'm going to probably start doing that, you know, with the California house backdrop behind them. I have the, the only one I shot of that was Monica and it turned out pretty good. I, I had an original one of, of Monica talking about herself and her background and stuff. So we're going to be doing that too. So there's a lot, you know, that I want to do as opposed to what we can't, what I can do. So it might take me a while to get to all this stuff, but I, I do intend to do that you know, and start rolling with that part too, and get my team's name back out there because we haven't really done a lot except for this. So um, start getting our name out there and get, and get known again and everything else. So it's a gradual buildup and uh, I can't tell you my internet's really bad again tonight. It's, it's going to go. It's going to go. Uh, so yeah. So that's part of the plan. You know, um, anybody have any questions or anything like that? You're all so quiet tonight. Okay. All right. I'll buy that. But no questions are good too, you know, but uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing stuff like that. I want to teach a class, you know, if you guys are interested, I want to teach a class on protection. So if anybody is interested, raise, <laughs> raise your hand, you know, um, I'd, I'd like to teach a class on protection techniques because I mean, I always talk about the thing with the, with the uh, light bubble, you know, to wrap the light bubble around you for, you know, and all that. But I also know about a whole bunch of other protection techniques that I, I usually don't discuss or talk about. So um, if you're interested in that, I mean, I'd be willing to teach it for everybody to, you know, to go over protection techniques. Uh, so, yeah, so that would be something, you know, forth, you know, forthcoming that I could, that, that I could teach. Um, you know, there's other stuff I'd like to teach too. I know, I know a couple of years ago I was teaching ghost hunting one-on-one classes, you know, about knowing your equipment and stuff. And I still want to teach some of those. Since I have all this new equipment, I have to hang on a second. Okay, I'm trying to read. See, here's the deal. I can't read. This is this is why I'm going to buy a touch. Okay, I got you, Marisa. This is why one of the things, one of the big goals too, is to get a better get a better laptop, and I also want to get a uh, like a 23 inch touch screen, so I can read that. Like I would have that up in the corner of the enlarged, so I can read your comments. Because this is this is something that's hurting right now. But I really, uh, honestly, I don't have the right contacts in any way because I've been waiting on contacts. So I've got temporary, so I don't have the proper contacts that I'm supposed to be wearing anyway. So hopefully when I get the new ones, I'll be able to read that. Yes, okay, protection class. Yeah, we can do this. I can teach a protection class and teach you guys how to protect. Okay, well, a couple more minutes, and I'm going to blow out of here. And... Yeah, it's 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 been an interesting read, and I I just getting back to the book. I, I adored the book. I want to take a picture of you guys. Check this out. I got this old camera, my dad's, that I bought him that I use for paranormal now. There we go. 
Ready? I want to take your picture. Here we go. Picture of me taking a picture of you. Check it out. Okay, see? Now I've got you forever here. <laughs> the things we do. But, uh, yeah. So I just wanted to touch base with you guys tonight. Figured I'd stay an extra 15, 20 minutes after doing the read. And uh, I'm getting ready to call a night here. And I'm going to, I'm not, even if I call it a night, it's not like calling it a night because I have to look for guests for April. So as soon as I get off of here and upload the audio from this show, I will be um, getting, you know, trying to put together some notes and everything and pick some guests for April and see if I can start booking April. So, all right, guys, it's 8.15 and I'm going to bug out of here and everybody have a great rest of the evening. I'll see you tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific uh, with Brooks Agnew and we're going to be talking about Middle Earth tomorrow. Okay. All right. Catch you later. Thank you for coming. And if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. And if you did like the show and you're on Facebook, please be sure to um, click that follow button. Uh, same thing for YouTube. Click that, you know, click, click that button to uh, subscribe, and that would be great. And show me some love, man. Show me some thumbs up. Show me some hearts if you like the show. But, uh, yeah, so it was kind of like a reading session impromptu get-together. So have yourself a great evening, and I will see you tomorrow. Oh, I'm still here. Let me cue it up. There we go. Wrong button. There you go. I will see you tomorrow.